Welcome to With Maze and Mal, a podcast where two sisters come together to talk about growing up, living life, all while managing a rare chronic illness. We have lots to say, and we are finally sharing our stories. We want to acknowledge that we know everyone's experience will look different, and everyone's story is valid, so don't think your journey has to look just like ours. We are not medical professionals, so any recommendations we make on here are based on our own experiences and any changes you make to your care should be discussed with your providers. So during our last episode, we talked a little bit about how we are navigating the holidays during this new normal that we've had to learn to embrace. Um, We have utilized Zoom quite a bit and um, among other platforms. So we thought we would Um, shift into the winter holiday season, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, solstice, Yule, what have you, Um, and just sort of talk about how we've decided to um, make the shift to a virtual Christmas with, you know, family across the country and um, in many different states, and we feel it's really important to keep each other safe during this time, so um, as much as we would love to travel, we actually had some plans to go out um, and see Mal and Owen during this time, but we have made the choice to stay home um, and do things virtually to keep everyone safe. So we hope you guys are too. Um, but this episode, we want to talk about some of the ways that we have stayed festive during this interesting time, um, some of the virtual activities we've done together, and um, also some ways to cope with just the fact that it gets dark at 2.30 in the afternoon, Um, and we are usually under, you know, a hundred inches of snow at this point. Um, so yeah, we're gonna, you know, we'll talk about the good and the bad, um, or the, you know, not so good, but we're not here for the toxic positivity. So sometimes it's bad. (laughs) Um, and yeah, so we had, uh, a couple of questions that we'll answer a little bit later on, but that's going to be the gist of it. And we do also want to share that we recognize that we have a weirdly maybe close and positive relationship with our family. We love being together. We laugh and talk all the time. We have a group text um, that we just talk all day long. Um, But we know that that is not the way for everyone. And regardless of your dynamic, that this time of year really brings up a lot of feelings for people. So we just want to recognize that However you feel this time of year is valid and that's your narrative and hopefully we can provide some insight into ways that we do handle this time of year um, because it it hasn't been easy for us either um, and and nothing is perfect. What you see on social media is, you know, the tip of the iceberg as we always say. So please just know that we understand that feelings are complex and this time of year brings a lot of that to the surface. So for those of you who have different, um, you know, vibes this time of year that we see you also, and this is also for you. And just to build on that, um, this year has been weird. We know that and navigating the holidays um, during this year is just as if not more difficult. Um, So if you are making the choice to uh, stay home this holiday, which we definitely hope you are, um, just know that it's okay to grieve the loss of that sense of normalcy and that sense of routine and even, you know, tradition to some extent. Um, 
it's okay to, to be sad that things are different and, you know, to be far away from people, um, you know, whether it's family by blood or by choice, um, it's hard. It's been really hard. So just know that we are here for you. We'll link some resources in the Podbean bio like we did last time. Um, but you're not alone and your feelings are valid regardless of what they are. So that being said, we would like to share some of the virtual traditions we have come up with because um, Mal and Owen have been in Colorado for years. Um, I don't, I don't know the number. It changes. Five. It'll be five and a half. Yeah. Okay. I I think I said longer than that last time. Um, But so we've been doing like the long distance Christmas thing for five years, apparently. Um, And we, you know, plane tickets are expensive around the holidays. So we usually do like, we, we used to do uh, a trip earlier in the season and then Zoom or Skype or whatever for presents. But um, Mal, why don't you share some of the virtual traditions that we've come up with in the past and also um, this year since we've been virtual this whole time? Yeah. And I do just want to say it was a really, really difficult decision to decide not to be together. And we looked at every option and tried to figure out what would be the safest. And we actually were going to pivot and, you know, have people come out right before everything spiked again. And we just didn't feel safe doing that. So we did try to go to Maine the first year that we lived in Colorado because I was just, I had never not been with my family on Christmas and I just couldn't imagine doing it. Um, so we did and it was crazy expensive and also really, really stressful. So after a few years of trying to do both families and be everywhere and everything to everyone, we realized what was best for our physical and mental health was to divide it up and just spend Christmas together um, in our little home and really create that dynamic, which we hadn't been able to do when I was in school and running around like crazy, um, which we'll talk about on another episode. Uh, But so for that, um, we have created some new traditions, as Macy said. And one of those is that we do virtual Christmas morning. Like Christmas morning has always for us been about being together, opening presents. Gift giving is our family's love language. Like let's just put that out there. We'll post some pictures um, on the drive of like our extended family Christmas. And I, I, the caption was like, this was during a recession. So there are presents. Um, We're big into that. So Typically, we try to coordinate and just wake up and open presents over Zoom or FaceTime. Um, And so we make it last as long as possible. We wrap everything, um, even if it goes in the stocking. And mom has started wrapping all of our gifts, mailing them wrapped for us to put under our tree. So we currently have like presents um, under our little tree that we will open Christmas morning. So uh, we also hope to have our mother on a future episode and hopefully she will share a little bit about how we became the festive, festive, celebratory people that we are. And I have some theories about, you know, we never knew if a holiday would be our last one. 
and maybe that sounds, you know, a little bit dark, but for us, that truly was the reality with our, with our health. And so we have been raised to just appreciate every moment that we have together and every reason is a reason to celebrate. So Christmas especially is just, you know, the big dance, like they say on Elf. Um, so we do Christmas morning. This year, we did a couple other fun things. We did cookie decorating together over Zoom, and we have a favorite recipe um, that we made together. And this was our first time, like, really, like, doing the cut and roll. You did not make the dough it from the kitty book. Do it's not true. lie to them. Do not it's lie true. to them. Tell the story about the kitty book. <laughs> I don't know where it came from. Uh, it was a Valentine kitty book uh, about Valentine's Day, and they had a party, and they made cookies, and they decorated them. And at the end of the book, there's a recipe for sugar cookies, and I believe Mom ordered another copy off Amazon to give to you. So I, I do want to say I learned the error of my ways because – the cookies were not as good. Obviously. They just weren't, they just were not as good. So, um, we it was still tried, fun. it was, still it fun. was very fun. It was very fun. And so we did that. And really when we do these activities, like we just set up a device with the other party there and we go about our business and we check in and it's just like being together. But we're, we're used to people living on devices. Cause like when you would yeah. own we're long distance, like yeah he was always like on the like the end table like we had talked about last time and like Kyle and I were long distance for a long time too so like we were always like texting and snapchat and stuff so like I mean I know that's like I feel like some people are like oh it's rude to like be on your phone the whole time but like when your loved ones are states away like yeah that's that's your connection to them and we were just talking too we we have a very tech savvy family and I think a lot of that is because our uncle always made sure that our grandmother and us had access to like the latest technology. And so our grandmother was Skyping with family that couldn't be at Christmas, like before social distancing was a thing. Like she had, I don't know if anybody remembers web TV. It was the internet on your television with a keyboard. And that was how our Nana like would get her recipes and her Yahoo groups and her junk mail. Before smart before, Like way yeah. before. Yeah. So, you know, I think that too was just, this was something that we did because our family was all over the place, but it was really important to us to be together. So we've always been pivoting. Um, and I think also that's just part of the unpredictability of living with, with medical issues. Like, I've been in the hospital on holidays, Christmas, Thanksgiving. And so, you know, that part of us, we, we do what we can. We make the most with what we have um, during that time. So those are a couple things. And then one other little thing that I thought was really fun and cute um, was one year we came to Maine and then we went back to, we were only in Boston still, and my mom sent us home with what she called cards for humanity instead of cards against humanity. And it was an envelope of, I think they were 
questions, but also activities. So they were things that Owen and I could do together, like throughout the Christmas season. We also, Maisie, when we were little, do you remember the big activity calendar? Yeah, can I talk about that? Please do. So freaking Anna went, She like she always has gone above and beyond for us. And she had this, um, wasn't, wasn't it Cindy who made the actual calendar? Cindy I can't remember. It was someone very special to us. Yeah. I do know that. Someone crafty. Um, but we had this calendar and it was from one to 25 and every number was a little envelope. And mom would make, um, she would cut up red and green construction paper. And for every single day we had an activity. Mom also, I, I, we were talking about this and she was like, let them know that I have a degree in like early childhood education. Um, because she did. I was, I was just going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. This is very like classroom teacher. Um, we loved structure, structured chaos. Um, so in, so every single day was uh, like a little pocket and she used to cut up those papers and on the paper she would write an activity. So it would be a book or a movie or a special, um, activity that we would do. So like we used to make, um, Oh my God, we did, we were so extra. We Um, did so much. (laughs) So we used to uh, make candy, which was one of my favorites. So we would just melt down um, chocolates and like fill in molds and let them harden. And we would have these like little custom homemade candies. Um, We did a scavenger hunt. She did a whole scavenger hunt for us that would end in- Treasure hunt is a treasure hunt. I totally forgot about that because- we had a treasure chest she did, I don't know where that, that dad made did for he? a school project. Yes, yes, he made it. And so that, oh my God, Maisie, I totally forgot. Did you? We, yeah, we would do a treasure hunt with clues yeah. and it would lead to like Christmas. And there would be goodies. chocolate coins in it and like presents. Yeah, it was, that was one of my favorites. But we would also do um, a sleepover under the tree where we would like watch Christmas movies and lay out sleeping bags. Um, I was just explaining to someone the concept of nunky nests. So mom came up with the word nunky, N-U-N-K-Y, and it just means like comfy, cozy, feel free to use it. Um, it's not Swedish. It's not a real word, but it's a seer word. Um, and... We used to make nunky nests under the Christmas tree and um, we would sleep in the living room all together. What else did we do? We would, oh, go for a Christmas light drive. Um, We would, yeah, there was just like always something, cookie cookie making was one. Um, There was always something. And so we just like, that was what we looked forward to every single day in December. So um, yeah, this is, and thinking, thinking back to that, you know, I think there's, there's a couple of things. One is that traditional advent calendars are often food. They're chocolates or candy. And for us, that just didn't resonate. That's such a good point. Um, and so we really learned the value of experiences. And they weren't all big. You know, they were, it, it was read a book, you read a favorite book before bed. And these are the things, you know, that I, that I think families are learning now during this time together that some people, you know, already value those, those small traditions that you can do without having to travel or buy things, you know, have people over or buy things. Um, they were things that we already had that we looked forward to every year. 
and, you know, watching a movie and then making cocoa and sleeping under the Christmas tree, like, you know, there were presents, but those are also the things that I remember were those little things. And so that was such a cool thing um, that we didn't even write down, but that was just when the advent calendar came out, it was like, okay, Christmas has begun. And it was, it was the whole season for us. A month long Christmas. And I think it's really funny that you said, um, this, our, our love language is gift giving because I just took the test not that long ago. My gift giving was 0% and almost entirely quality time. And I'm realizing that like, or like quality time was like a big part of it. Anyway, I'm realizing now that like that probably contributed a little bit to that. So (laughs) thanks mom. The other thing I was going to say was like, I think one thing that it, it took me a little while to grasp, and we'll talk about this a little bit later with the gifts that we did receive, um, but just the focus on gratitude in our family. Like, I remember we watched and rewatched our home movies um, of us opening presents, and every single present I opened was, thank you, Santa. Can I, can I, can I tell the story? Because Owen knew that we were doing this episode and he said, tell, tell the story. Yeah. So we have on this particular video, little Maisie, who is just precious. And I hope we can somehow digitize this. We used to get nuts in our stocking, a, a handful of nuts wrapped in cellophane and Maisie would take out everything in her stocking. Um, like it was, you know, just the best present in the world. And, you know, I think of the video with the kid who's like, thanks, an avocado. But Maisie Maisie took out her bag of nuts and held them up to our grandmother who lived with us, who really was the only one that ate the nuts, um, and said, look, Grammy, walnuts. And in her very deadpan Grammy way, Grammy said, those are almonds. Brazil nuts. Oh, it was Brazil nuts. Oh, were they Brazil nuts? <laughs> she goes, those are Brazil nuts. And Maisie goes, oh, and just went back to opening her stocking. But everything, you know, nuts were like, you know, the best toy in the world. So Because that was like um, something that Graham did. Like I would crack the nuts for her. We always had a bowl of like unshelled nuts, like a variety. And I would crack them with the, with the nutcracker, which I think were lobster crackers actually. And, uh, she would eat them. And like, that was our thing. So I was like, so stoked that we had these nuts to bond over. The best video. I didn't even know that part of it. That's really sweet. Yeah. Every, everything was, was a gift in, in our house. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So do we want to jump into the, uh, the Q and A that people it's, well, it's kind of a couple of questions and then a really good segue into the next part. So actually speaking of gratitude, why don't we go to the, um, so the question was the worst gift that we've received, but I decided to do best and worst. Um, can I just tell mine because it's hilarious? Yeah, please, please. Um, I'm still thinking. Okay. So it's, let me just like preface this by saying it's not, it was not the worst. Like, I don't think any gift is like better or worse like anyone who gives me anything like that is so sweet and thankful. And like, you could poop in a box and give it to me. And I would be like, thank you for this amazing gift that you have made for me. Good. Cause that's all you're getting this year. Cool. 
that in a macaroni necklace. Um, so in our house, like anytime somebody got like a big, like a significant present, um, there was always some like written piece attached to it. Like we are a very like creative artsy family. So like we show our, we our love and our feeling through like writing. It was, it was a, it was a production. It was a production. That's a really good way to put it. So I, I got a present with a poem one year or a, a written, a written piece to go with it. And I couldn't, I wish I had kept it because what a gem. Um, but basically it was about a cat or something feline. And I was like, oh my God, I'm getting like a kitten or a dog or something. So our Nana, our dad's mom had a house full of tchotchkes. Like she had um, those little like velveteen like cats. And I think she had a horse at one point. And then she had like a um, cabinet full of like glass and porcelain like sculptures. Like I don't even know all the stuff she had. She had like fake grapes in a bowl, like ceramic animal, large. Yeah. Well, yes. Also that items. Yeah. Um, so there was this panther, big black panther, uh, beady, beady yellow eyes, uh, just laying down, (gasps) sprawled out. He was not ceramic. He was plastic. Thank God. Um, and I got him. I got him as a gift. Uh, he was he was the poem. He was the gift. There will be a photo because he is <laughs> the size of my torso. Um, I'm dying. He is still in mom and dad's basement. Uh, he will eventually make it to this apartment. Uh, we're still. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know why he's not here. Um, he's happy at mom and dad's house. His name is Ronaldo. Um, I didn't know he had a name. Yeah, I named him Ronaldo that night. Oh. Um, yeah, and that was like, I didn't, I had never shown, like there were some that I, show, I showed like affection to that I was like, oh, I love that. Like she had the like little velveteen horses and I think she like gave me one of those at one point and like little cute little um, like ceramic, like she had like a little like dwarf goblin looking thing. And I was like, that's cute. Like that, that would be cute. Um, I don't remember showing intrigue um for this panther (laughs) maybe it wasn't you I don't know (laughs) but but she was so like Nana was so excited that she was giving me this panther that I had wanted for so long and I was like okay okay well, and you have to you have to understand too, like the other items that this usually accompanies. Yes, like in our extended family, and like the- large large items. I think there were vehicles. There was like a vehicle one time. With expensive jewelry, a cord yeah. of wood, like which is which is this which are is our family equivalent for a nice piece of jewelry right. is Indeed. wood for the wood is wood furnace. <laughs> So it was just, it was very, like, it didn't add up. And in my head, I was like, be nice, be nice, be nice, be nice, be nice. Because I was like, I was probably like 16, like 15 or 16. Like, I wasn't little. No, it was in the picture. It was like high school. It was one of our last, like, traditional family Christmases. So I I just remember, like, I feel like mom was looking at me being like, you better be a good sport about this. 
And then later, I think she had mom write the poem that went along with it. And she was like, I had no idea why. I had no idea what to say. I didn't know why this was happening, but I did it. So again, gratitude for everything. And I'm so excited for you guys to see the picture of me with Ronaldo. I'm yeah. going to make it my profile picture because he needs his moment in the sun. Um, yeah. Do you have, have you thought of like a worst, weirdest? You could talk about your candy canes. I can. Um, it, doesn't, I, it doesn't add up to Ronaldo. I know. No, this was more of like just a funny thing that happened. Every year I would get like a bigger and bigger candy cane. Like, and then one year it was like a light up candy cane. And then one year it was like an inflatable candy cane. So it was like this little like bit that like Santa and I had going on with like, what's he going to do now? I don't know. <laughs> I thought it was but, funny. But every, I totally forget. Maisie, you are like, it's so funny because we remember different things. Yeah, for sure. And I was going to say, so, oh, I have a story. And again, it's not worst gift because I truly cannot remember ever getting a gift that I would categorize as worst. But this is a story for me that I have. Okay. So we have two cousins and there is a boy and there is a girl. And so this was the era of Disney movies. And I'm like laughing, talking about it. Okay. We would always get like the theme, like toys, like action figures or stuffed animals or whatever was in at the time for that Disney movie. So before Amazing came along, it was me and my two cousins. So there was me, I was the oldest, the oldest grandkid, and then the girl and the boy. So what would happen was the girl cousin would get the girl character. So Princess Jasmine, Belle, whatever. Boy cousin would get the boy character. I would get the kooky sidekick. So <laughs> typically the one, the one that stands out in my head, the genie, flounder. Abu. Abu. <laughs> I don't even know. But it was like, for some reason, we could not both get the Disney princess. I would get the kooky sidekick. So there was a little, like, I was a little like, I want the Disney princess too. But I understand that there's three of us, and here I am forever, the kooky's on Still, to this day. <laughs> to this day. The other, so. story, the other story that I was thinking of, I think this was a different cousin, but we have a picture, and the cousin has an American Girl doll in a matching dress, and you have me in a matching dress. <laughs> And you look so unimpressed. You're like, why did I get the real one? I think it was my American girl, though. And oh I had my. dressed her in her Christmas dress. And we were taking a photo. And, and then you got I, me. 
I guess, well, you were very squirmy, but we also had matching dresses and that also is one of my favorite photos. So we will see if we can dig that one up because I've used it several times um, with, because velour was very popular, but Christmas dress trauma is a whole other episode. Um, But we did have fabulous matching Christmas dresses. Again, everything was a production. Can we do that again? sometime like next time we can get together for the holidays can we get extravagant matching christmas outfits oh 100 percent. because match matching pajamas are so like overdone right it's all about the christmas dresses matching velour so, dress for for sure so do you have a best christmas present oh my best is so bougie um this mine is too made us sound so bougie uh mm. it was a horse <laughs> Um, so let me just clarify. I have worked for, like, I, I've always been a working student when it comes to horses. Like it, it was never just like, oh, daddy got me a pony. It was like, you have to work half of this off and maybe we can make this work. Um, but there was a horse that, uh, I had been working with for some time and we made the decision to lease him. Um, which in my mind, in my 13 year old mind was a step towards buying, um, so I was like, oh my God, I don't have a horse. Uh, and everyone went, oh, which half? And I was like, oh, funny. Um, and, but yeah, so there was a, the other big thing, um, poems and envelopes in the tree. Envelopes in the tree. Mm-hmm. We always wanted the biggest package, obviously. Um, but then also if there was an envelope in the tree with your name on it, that was a big deal. Um, even if it was like a gift certificate or something, it felt special. But this was actually a lease agreement for Ziggy. Um, who was a big dude and ended up being too big, but uh, he was who I had at the time. So very bougie, but it was special to me. So what about you? Mine are like super basic and like very material and extra. Um, I feel like there's probably something sentimental that I got that I appreciated like later, Mm -hmm. Um, but mostly like, my coach bags, but most recently, this is so gross, don't hate me, was probably my engagement ring. But um, because, and I just want to like come back to Christmas being so important to our family. And Owen knew that. And so he proposed on Christmas Eve uh, 2016. We've been, it was four years ago we got engaged. Um, but it was really sweet. And not very hallmarky, but and not to like go down the rabbit hole, but people are gonna ask, like, oh, how do we do it? Um, so we did a lot, we did a lot of like celebratory like stuff that week, and we went to see Christmas Carol the musical, which he knew was also really special to me, but it ended up being a different musical. And so it totally threw off his game. Like we didn't know how many there possibly were. So he he like had the ring the whole time. And then he was like, well, I can't do it in the Uber. Like, what am I going to, I don't know what to do. And so we got home and I put on my elf pajamas. Um, We'll put a picture on the drive because it's kind of significant. Um, And it was about almost midnight and I was getting ready to go to bed. I was going to, I had a cup of tea and I was going to like literally stand up to go to the bathroom. 
and Owen was already in bed and we had a studio at this point. And, um, he started talking about like my elf pajamas and was like, you know, what would go really good with those elf pajamas? And I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like an elf hat and elf shoes. And I was like, are you okay? And I like, and he goes, and you know what else? And he like, didn't say anything. And I turned around and he had the rain box open and I looked him dead in the eye and I said, no F-bombs. What the F is that? And that was what I said when he proposed. And he said, is that okay? Is this okay? Is that okay? I'm dying. And, people can't see me, but I'm, I haven't heard this story in so long and I'm freaking out all over again. And I was like, I just was, I just, my body was full of just this like rush of like, oh my God. And and he was like, is it okay? And I was like, okay? yeah. And, you know, we've talked a lot about Nana in these episodes, but I, it was Nana's diamond that we had, that he had made into a beautiful setting. And he just did so, so good. And, uh, you know, he could have given me anything. And um, it was just, it was really special. And so then we were supposed to have a friend over the next day to drink champagne and just hang out. Um, and I texted her and well, we got up and we drank a bottle of champagne and we opened our presents and it, we were, you know, time zone. So I couldn't really text anybody. So I'm texting my friends who were like on mountain time and Pacific time. And cause it was like midnight. Um, but yeah, so that was just a really special Christmas memory. Um, so now we celebrate that on Christmas too. That's precious. And if anybody does anything even slightly less romantic than that, I'm saying no. So. He didn't even say words. I'm like, remember when you asked me? Oh, you didn't ask me. So <laughs> I just, I was like, yes. So I'm glad it was not like a flash mob or like anything public because I was, I just was, I'm not romantic at all. And that was my reaction. Didn't you say like, thank you or something when you said, I love you for the first time? Yes, I 100% said thank you. And then I got in an Uber and like went to the spa and left him to miss his flight out of Vegas. That's pretty on brand for us. I'm very romantic. Yeah. Um, okay, well, you win that one. So leave me to be the crazy horse girl once again. Thanks, Mal. Okay. Um, so one really good question. So we used to travel for the holidays. Um, like we had talked about in the Thanksgiving episode, we used to go down to uh, Connecticut, um, but we've also traveled to New York and um, other states for um, different holidays. I went down to Massachusetts around Christmas time for um, Kyle's family and stuff like that. Um, and one of the questions was, how do you travel with TPN? So this I think could be its own episode. So I think we can just stick to car travel um, but yeah, so sometimes, oof, I mean, it kind of depends. Like I, um, used to spend, you know, weekends at Kyle's and we would go down uh, and do holidays with his family and stuff like that. Um, so basically I would just get like a cooler, um, just like a beach cooler or even one of those like big styrofoam coolers loaded up with ice packs um, however many bags I needed and then put all the supplies in my backpack. Um, driving is significantly easier because you don't have to get through security and all of that. 
Um, again, that could totally be its own episode and we can talk about that at some point because I love um, to travel, but it feels weirdly inappropriate to talk about right now. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, basically as long as it stays cold um, and I would get there and his family was super chill with me um, putting my IV fluids in the fridge. Um, this last time we traveled, we stayed in an RV, which was amazing. It was beautiful and there was a fridge in there. So we had like a built-in little TPN fridge. Um, so yeah, and then I just bring all my supplies in my backpack and we're good to go. The other thing um, that has been super helpful is the company that we use now um, will ship to where we're going. So for that one, for example, we ended up staying for um, like quite a long time, like a week or so. And we only get a week's worth of bags of fluid at a time um, because of shelf life and things like that. Um, so they were actually able, I just emailed back and forth with the um, delivery company and uh, they were able to deliver right to his parents' house. So I didn't have to bring, you know, 10 nights worth of TPN. I just had to bring five and then have five shipped or something like that. So that has been um, a huge game changer because during normal time, um, we really do like to travel and go on road trips and um, fly places and stuff like that. So that's been huge. But yeah. What about you, Mel? Anything to add? Yeah. Uh, the biggest piece for me and most of the travel that I've done has been by air. Um, so again, that's a literally a whole other episode. But the thing that I really wanted to emphasize is plan. Plan, 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 plan ahead. Amazing has an incredible spreadsheet um, that we can probably share with people or make part of our Patreon, who knows? Um, but we, it's really about planning. And so when I would have holiday travel coming up and I actually just talked to one of our um, medical folks who is related to getting us supplies, um, the importance for them of you planning ahead. So even as early as November, I would reach out to them and say, these are the dates I'm going to Nevada. These are the dates I'm going to Maine. I will need X number of this. Like I would literally map it all out for them and include the address of where we were going to be, um, what I was bringing with me. Because typically if I travel, you know, I try to bring at least a bag. Sometimes I can bring two. The heavier it is, the harder it is for me to be independent but you know at least a bag for if something were to happen and then you know get there and other things were waiting for me but really making sure that you're planning for what you need and and always always plan for the worst case scenario i remember being in vegas and realizing i was out of heparin flushes which is what prevents your line from clotting when you don't want it to. And so by the grace of God, again, or universe or whatever, um, one of my friends in Vegas, who was previously my camp nurse, happened to be recovering from some sort of something where she was getting infusions and she had heparin. So these are the kinds of things that happen to us that like, you can't write this stuff. Like, you know, that was just like, because otherwise like, you know, so now I'm always like, I pack 
extra heparin. I've had extra caps and dressings and more than you think you need. Um, I have tubing at my parents' house. I'm pretty sure Owen's family has some medical stuff in a drawer um, just because you never, never know. And it's like packing, you know, a carry-on change of clothes in a carry-on, you know, like you just don't know, like bring batteries, bring anything you think you could need if, you know, the worst thing happened. Um, so that was something is just like, whatever you think you need, pack a few extra, um, is definitely my advice. Do you remember, this isn't necessarily Christmas related, but it's definitely travel related. I, went to visit you and for some reason I didn't have batteries and so we um what's it what's the fancy uh we we in the urban environment we use the postmates postmates we postmated batteries and then something happened with the order and so it came like <laughs> twice or like three times or something so I had like I had like a we spent like eighty dollars on batteries by they're accident like, they're like the big guys they're like yeah whatever um yeah they aren't cheap and uh yeah I think I hope I Venmoed you for that I apologize um <laughs> no it was it was squared away but the but the yeah. funny thing was what I remember and every time I use Postmates or batteries I think of this story you Maisie Miss Empath Social Worker were more concerned about one delivery person seeing the other that they might know that we already got the batteries and that we didn't need them. And one of the delivery people had her child with her. And you just really wanted to make sure that they knew that we were grateful for the batteries that they brought, even though we already had them. I'm dying. Um, that's me. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, send them back, take them back. No. no. And then you had plenty of batteries, but it was just hilarious of like the postmate shuffle of like, don't let them see we already have. You're like running inside. It was like the the other person. Com- it was like a comedy. It like truly was. One night stand. We left, yeah, we laughed so hard that night. Oh my god. It was amazing. We always laugh hard when we're together. Oh my god. Um. Yeah. So my spreadsheet. I have. Uh, if you follow me on Instagram, I've talked about it a little bit. But um, I have a self. Uh, what's it called? My brain is gone today, but basically like- Auto-populate? Yeah, basically. So the equations are all set up. So I just put in how many nights I'm I'm staying at this certain place and it'll do um, the amount of not only just clothes that I need, but also uh, med supplies. So like saline, I use two a night. So it's that many plus an extra two because I always drop one or lick it or something. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) So- yeah, um, if anyone is interested in seeing that, um, I am happy to share or um, show you how to make one. It's super easy if you know how to use uh, Excel or Google Sheets. Um, it's my it's my pride and joy. I, I love that thing. I still use that thing, and I'll print it out. I, and didn't, have it. I didn't realize. I know you've told me this, but I didn't realize it literally did the math for you. Yeah. That's incredible. Yep, all the things like uh, dressing change kits, alcohol wipes, um, flushes, syringes, um, fluid. Yeah. So yeah. Anytime anyone wants to check it out. I'm such a nerd though. Like anything I can do to make, uh, to take up less space in my brain. Um, it's minimal as it is. So yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that was kind of it for, uh, those types of questions. The other question was basically, um, I can't remember how she worded it, but basically it was just like, how do you stay positive when it gets dark at 2 30 in the afternoon um 
for, you know, six months out of the year. Um, and that kind of transitions into our next subject, which was just like coping with um, winter, like especially in New England where, you know, you do get six feet of snow um, and it, it's just, it's, it's hard. It's hard to navigate physically. It's hard to navigate emotionally. Um, I get super bad driving anxiety in the winter. So I leave my house as little as possible. So um, Mal and I are just going to kind of bounce back and forth about how we have uh, navigated the winter. Um, seasonal affective disorder is a thing. I know I definitely struggle with it. Um, and I'm trying to find ways to let it affect me a little bit less um seasonal less effective disorder but yeah mal do you want to start off with some of the stuff that you do to make it a little easier sure um you know i think this year specifically has been really really challenging in ways that we didn't ever anticipate and you know a lot of this may depend on if you're an introvert or an extrovert but i think for me one thing i i realized is how much I crave human connection. I think, you know, working from home, we all are sort of finding that balance between being on Zoom all day, but also feeling like weirdly alone, even if we do live with people. And so one of the the first things that I kind of put in my notes is like the importance of connecting with people. Um, you know, even if it's a quick Zoom check-in with someone that fills your cup or, or even just messaging people on Instagram or whatever social media app, I feel like I have strengthened so many relationships. And I know that social media can have its own level of toxicity, but being really intentional about how you use it and who you connect with. And even if it's just checking in or, you know, reaching out to someone or watching an Insta story or listening to this podcast. And this episode might be a little bit longer, but I hope that in it, you find that, you know, you feel like you're hanging out with us. Like that's kind of what I want this to be. And I have found, you know, great friendships through podcasts, through social media, um, you know, looking at those other ways to connect with people that, that fit, what you need in that moment and recognizing what you need in that moment. If it's being alone after a long work day, it's okay to say no to people. I've been realizing that our culture does not embrace saying, I don't want to. We feel like we need some elaborate justification for, I don't feel like having another phone call or video meeting or going, you know, pre-COVID, like going for drinks or doing a social thing. And that's okay. So, you know, feeling like you are able to do those things without guilt, which I know we've talked a few times about, but um, yeah, recognizing the, you know, whether it is social interaction that you need or just some quiet time to watch a movie or binge a show or do something that you would justify as silly. Um, but I think that's kind of what's getting us through. Yeah. And just like on along with that is find those, those little things that bring you joy. Like, is it having a cup of tea? Is it sitting quietly with your pet or playing a game on your phone? Like 
anything that, that gets you through to the next day, just do it. Like we, we just, you know, we shame people for being on their phone. We shame people for not being on their phone. Um, you know, find those little moments that, that fulfill you. Yeah. One thing, um, I will add, so I'm part of a, a group chat with a couple of, uh, people from my social work cohort and, uh, I'll, you know, we'll be like, I, I have to mute notifications for a little bit, guys. Like I, I just need to, to tune out for a little bit. And they're like, okay, hope you're okay. Let us know if you need anything, you know, and just to be able to step away, like that, that is my connection. And they have been one of my biggest supports over these past few months. Um, but they are so understanding when it's just a lot. And that is, that is huge. The other thing that I wanted to say that I've recently discovered um, is watch parties on like Hulu and Netflix and stuff, because there's no, there can be a video component. It's super convoluted, but um, it's just like a chat with the show that you're watching and it streams at the same time. So you can be like, oh my God, I can't believe she just did this. Um, And it feels like you're watching a show with somebody, but you don't need to be on, you know what I mean? You can like, you can pause it if you want. And I, I like hashtag not sponsored, but like I've been doing that with friends and it feels like we're in the same room together being like, oh my God, I can't believe that part. Like, oh, I love this part. And that has been a really cool way to like feel like I have company in the moment, but not feel overwhelmed by the need to like have, you know, have my face on in more ways than mm-hmm. one. Um, yeah, I love that. We'll have to, we'll have to try that soon. And what you said about being transparent about having to pause notifications, I will be very transparent. I have struggled a lot with seeing people's posts and stories who are traveling and who are being with family. And I understand everyone has chosen to do what they've chosen to do, but I've had to step away before it results in like anger and resentment and just really recognizing those limits because like I said it was a really hard decision for us to make to not be together and seeing people that have either made those informed choices um you know that I wish I was able to make or people who don't care about what's going on and just feel that they are entitled to the experiences they've always had um, has been really hard to watch. And I know that other people have expressed that too. And so if you're feeling that way, it's okay to own that feeling and then try to minimize the things and, and the people if you need to, to allow them to have their experience and you to have your experience without having it build inside you, if that makes sense. Yeah. The other thing, I read a, uh, a self-help book a while back, um, and it talked about the different defense mechanisms that we use when we don't want to um, necessarily face what we're feeling in that moment. And one of the things that she talked about was what she called mindful numbing out. And it's okay to play a game on your phone or um, watch trash TV or scroll aimlessly through Instagram and wish you had a butt like the influencers that you follow like that's okay just don't let that be your whole day like I have um 
really utilize like the timers on different apps. A lot of, I think all phones now at this point will let you uh, go in and set timers on different apps. So I have like, um, I think it's, it's significantly changed since the beginning of quarantine to the end of quarantine or the continuation of quarantine. Um, because I just, I know that that is, is what I need to do to let my mind wander for a little bit. And I've also found some healthier ways to do that, you know, meditation and mindfulness or whatever. Um, but it's okay to just let your mind rest for a little bit. It doesn't always have to be, she says to herself, um, it doesn't always have to be, um, on and performing and being a part of, you know, whatever's going on. Like, it's okay to, to tune out for a little bit. Just don't, just don't let that consume you, you know, come back. Well, and, and I also have found my focus is really bad. So sometimes those are the things that I just, it's like all I can do. And I just allow myself to do that because I think I've started, I think I'm currently like reading like three books and I just can't, I just can't stick with it. And I've heard other people say the same thing just about like different craft projects or just like, there's so much stimulation that it's just when you do have downtime, it's like sometimes all you can do um, to, you know, play a game on your phone and that's it. And that's okay. Yeah. So I think that's, I think that's a good one. So finding a balance between um, connecting with people and then, uh, Looking, I'm looking at our notes. I'm going to skip one for a second because I think we can get back to it. But um, just being being kind to yourself and being gentle with yourself during this time, um, and like you said, about not comparing where you are at to where somebody else is at, um, and which is really, 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 really hard. Really hard. So so hard. Like I I struggle with that a lot, um, but like. Exactly. So I'm just going to read your notes because if all you do is wake up or shower or eat one day, that's, that's okay. Like this is hard and this is unprecedented. And this is something that we are still navigating as a country and as a world. Um, and that that's okay. So like, don't feel like you have to use this time, especially during the holidays to write a novel or get six pack abs. Like that's the other thing I'm seeing is like this pressure to like perform even when we're all experiencing this collective trauma. So just like listen to your body, do what you need to do to feel okay, to get back to baseline. Um, take a bubble bath, like drink wine on a Tuesday. I'm not promoting, you know, alcohol as a coping mechanism, but like do what you got to do. I don't know. It's hard. It is. It is hard. And I think, you know, we see those different experiences and I don't know, I, I, I feel like, you know, from a lot of people's perspective, like I have achieved where a lot of people want to be. And I am so grateful for that. And I, I have an incredible life and I still look around and go, oh, wow, someone I went to college with is a best-selling author. What, like, literally, what have I done? And I just, I sink into it. And so it happens to everybody. It's all around, and especially with social media, and even, even just everything, just people around you, people on TV, just 
you know, it's, it's hard to not play the what if game. And we had a long conversation about this today about, you know, choices we made in terms of education and career and life choices and all these things. But, you know, it's so easy to, to tunnel vision and think that you should be somewhere different or have done something different or be doing something different and just, just be, just be gentle on yourself because we're all where we are and where we are meant to be. And if there are things you want to work towards, you can, but if you don't do things during quarantine, like that's, that's fine. That's fine. And again, I, I feel like that's something that's really easy to say and less easy to do. So one of the next things that we talked about was, um, how to break things down even farther. So like I have lived off of lists, um, to-do lists, things like that. And I feel like we talked about this a little bit in our quarantine episode, just, you know, establishing some sort of routine. Um, but even just day to day, like the, the example that you put Mel, there's this post that has gone around on like Tumblr or whatever. Um, this person has a conversation with their therapist and you're like, you know, I can't, I don't have it in me. I don't have the spoons. I don't have the strength to make a sandwich, but I need to eat something. And basically the therapist's response is, is just eat the components of the sandwich. Why do you have to put it together? Like if you just want the pieces of the sandwich, just eat them. And I think there are all these, these rules and these norms and these expectations that we put in our head of how we're supposed to do things. And I, I think the more we start to break those down, the more we can begin to overcome those expectations. You know what I mean? So like, think about these like loopholes and like these tricks that you can use on yourself that like aren't a big deal. Like, I just feel like we make up all of these rules for ourselves and we're the only ones who know them, but we have to follow them. So like, I'm trying to think if there's anything that I've done, I don't know, on my list, well, this isn't really one, but on my list, I always put one thing that I know I can accomplish. So wake up and drink coffee are always my first two because no matter what else is on my to-do list, I've already crossed off two things, which like, hello, serotonin, dopamine, give me it. So just get creative, you know? Sometimes I write down things I've already done. Yes. And, and that, you know, and then you cross it off. And I have a, a similar routine. I am very list oriented. I have a planner. I have all kinds of digital calendars, but I also have a whiteboard on our fridge. And even if we have minimal obligations that day, I write down the day of the week and the date. And sometimes I'm wrong. <laughs> I, I try, but it helps with that maintaining some sort of routine. and. I, in my job, I hear a lot about families who have children with severe medical complexities. And for them, there is, there's no routine. Like you just, you don't know. And so, you know, acknowledging that and, you know, again, with the toxic positivity of like, you know, do yoga, write a schedule, do a, you know, professional development and um, we can share some resource. I hate the word resources. I'm not saying that, 
um, we can share some links to a couple different um, exercises, just really like breathing exercises that you can do in the bathroom for three minutes while you do a face mask or while you just sit on the floor and drink wine or cry or just sit on the floor and breathe and be aware that you're breathing. Um, we'll share a couple of those for different time links um, because those are some things that, that you can try too. The amount of times that I have laid down on my kitchen floor in defeat, this past, I'm not even talking since March, I'm talking like the past two weeks. Like sometimes I am just so overwhelmed by emotions and feelings and thoughts I just lay down on the floor because it gives me pause. You know what I mean? It's weird. I guess that's, I guess that's a weird thing that I do. I just lay down when I want to lay down. Like, like, I think it's, I think it's okay. I've, I've done that on my, on my yoga mat, like not doing yoga. Just, I, I want an A, my, I mean, my back is a mess. That's a, a whole other thing. Um, but when you sit in the same chair and you don't have um, different spaces, I just lay on my yoga mat or I do like my little, um, like little roller things sometimes and just feel my body in a different way. Yep. So I don't, you know, you do what you have to do. And that was another thing I, I wanted to mention is the idea of like moving your body and not in a wake up and do Pilates way, like literally move to a different space, whether it's moving from the bed to the couch but when I had a studio, I worked in my bed, I slept in my bed, and I will tell you, it not only messes with your body, like your muscles and your back, but it messes with your ability to sleep. Mm -hmm. I remember when I lived at home, I worked and lived in my bedroom, and I didn't sleep. Like I would go to bed when our dad left for work, and it was just so awful to not to, to have that and granted I think sleep for everyone right now is a little convoluted but making sure to even just walk out and check the mail or get up and get a drink of water just little reminders like for us if we didn't have the dog we would never go outside and we would never move our bodies and so we make a point of taking a family walk you know, one time a day. And even if we just go around the block, like, you know, we don't have our commutes anymore. Um, you know, just really trying to do those things that keep you active. And if you are a more athletic, ambitious person doing YouTube workouts or YouTube, you know, quick videos or FaceTime and, you know, run in place with someone, I don't know, there are all kinds of ways um, but making sure that your body isn't forgetting how to move because that's a that's a big deal and it can be it can have some pretty detrimental long term outcomes for your body. Yeah, I Kyle and I were sitting on the couch the other night and I remember when I was little, our couch used to be up against that wall in the middle of the living room and I used to do headstands and I stood on my head on the couch and was upside down and I looked at him and I was like as adults, how often are we upside down? And he was like, mm, never, ideally. <laughs> but Not a lot. It was Not just something different for my body. And like the same yeah. with like laying on the kitchen floor. Like I took my journal and a pen and a cup of tea and I just laid on the floor because it was a different space. Like 
yeah, physically just moving from one space to another. We have a one bedroom and the rest is just open concept. And I move from the couch to the kitchen table basically. And I was like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to sit there. I have a desk. It's covered in stuff. Like I just, I, I needed something different. So, I mean, you know, sit on the floor. I I was telling Maisie before we started this episode that we have two little, they're supposed to be like loungy, like bistro little armchairs. Um, But I have lived in them for the last year. And I think that in 2020 will be the gift of new chairs because they're not meant to be lived in. Mm -hmm. And I just can feel like my butt and my back just being like, nope, we're done with these chairs. Um, So, you know, just recognizing like, oh, it's time for a change. Um, Yeah, sitting is not, we're not meant to sit all day long. And granted, there are there are people who sit all day long. I did not mean it that way. We are not meant to be as stationary as this year has made us be. Um, it's not good. Yeah. I will, uh, I was just thinking some of the things that I've done with my kids virtually, um, like Go Noodle and stuff, um, and even just some uh, mindfulness YouTube videos. I know some, some of our listeners do have kids at home. Um, and I don't know, I know teachers are working their butts off to, to do some virtual and remote stuff. Um, but as you're scrolling through resources, links, whatever, uh, for yourself, I'll see if I can't throw some links in there for you to do with your kids too. So they can, um, humble brag for a second, <laughs> the program that I used to do, um, well still do, but it's virtual. We always had a mindfulness component and, um, there was one, uh, guided meditation that we used to do and it was a hip-hop artist and he only rapped about uh navigating your emotions <laughs> and he's amazing um and we had an open house one day and uh our room was filled with teachers and parents and siblings and my third and fourth graders probably 15 to 20 of them did a solid seven, eight minute guided meditation in complete silence. And they did the affirmations at the end and they did the breathing exercises and they completely bought into it. And um, so you just have to find what works for your kids and for you. So I feel like we've thrown a lot of information into this one, but hopefully, you know, if there's one thing, one thing that you take away from this that helps you get through these next few months, um, we are on the other side of solstice. The days are getting longer. you can do this. We've got this. And that's one last thing that we had sort of at the beginning is just the importance of light and natural light. And I didn't realize how much I'm seasonally effective until I moved to Colorado, which has 300 days of sun. And we moved to a different apartment facing where we actually get natural light. And it makes a huge difference. So even if you're able to move, you know, where you frequently work or sit, you know, buy a window or get one of those fake natural sunlights, that's another, you know, way to just sort of infuse that um, and hopefully boost your mood. So that was so much information. Um, But we really thank everybody for listening. And we have a ton more things that we want to talk about in the new year, we're going to start having some guests on to kind of mix up, you know, you hearing our voices 
and we are really looking forward to that. So again, you know, um, we're going to try to dig into some of the things that you all wanted to hear that take a little bit more emotional space and energy for us, like um, our time in Boston, going to grad school, relationships, all of those kinds of things. Um, so we have gotten your feedback. And if there are other things that you want to hear, um, feel free to message us and make sure you follow our Instagram account at with Maze and Mal. And with that, Maisie? Yeah, um, I will, like I said, I'm a list person. I'm gonna sum up our notes in the Podbean bio. Um, and, and I really encourage you to pick one, just pick one thing that you wanna try that you think might help you if you're struggling, um, one person you wanna reach out to, one, mindfulness activity you want to try um don't don't let this be another thing that overwhelms you or um don't feel like this is us you know shooting all over the place you do you do what you have to do um but yeah definitely let us know if there's anything else you want us to touch on any guests that you want us to try to get um i've heard anna is uh on the list so we'll see if we can't pencil her in um and yeah, thanks as always for listening. And I will have our info in the description. So thanks, guys. Happy holidays. Take care of yourself. Thanks, everyone. Bye.